He terrorized you in silence of the land. Hannibal the Cannibal. Now he'll tantalize you at Hannibal House. Yes, Hannibal House, where the food is always flesh. And now try our new Smorgasmorg, featuring all-you-can-eat finger food. Uh, yeah, I'll have the hand in Swiss on rye. I want a hot, long foot dog. Hungry for breakfast? Try our 69-cent special, scrambled legs with French toast. And, uh, I'd like a coffee, too, please. Uh, regular or decapitated? Uh, never mind. And don't forget dessert. Try our world-famous hot apple pie. This week, order distended liver and onions with a drink and keep the glasses. Or a hearing aid. Even a complete set of dentures. Why not bring a friend for dinner? Oh, boy, this got to be a mistake, isn't it? Is this like a dream? I finally did see that movie, Jacob's Ladder, by the way. Strange movie. Very. Can somebody tell me what that was all about? Was that a dream? Was that whole thing a hallucination? It's like once upon a time in America, you watch the whole thing, and you get to the end, and you figure, what the hell is that all about? Anyway, I guess this isn't a bad dream. Here I am, back again in this exciting swing in town. Boy, are we doing it or what? Oh! Yeah. This is where it's at. This is a happening place, man. And if you believe that, you'll believe almost anything. You'll believe that our sales department has a collective IQ bigger than their shoe size. Do you see this log? Man, I tell you, we've had a going out of business sale at KAT one day. We had a better log than this. This is incredible. Anyway, it's 10.07 at WIOD. Lots of excitement in town, of course. We've got Major League Baseball. What are we talking about at WIOD? Football! Oh! All weekend long! That's all we're talking about, football. Hey, how about the Gators? How about the Hurricanes? Man, there's this kid who played at PU High up in Madison, Wisconsin, man. He can run 102 seconds. What a what a town, you know? It never changes. It just never changes. It ain't never going to change. It's Monday. And there's nobody in town. We're not going to get 10 calls the whole show today. What the hell did I come back for? Anyway, the good news is we're going to Chicago. See, there were a lot of people who said to me, boy, you're going to be sorry you're going to Europe and elsewhere and all kinds of places, which I went to Europe and to Vegas, which I'll get to in a moment. And uh, you're not going to want to travel again like the end of the same week. You're going to be exhausted. Well, guess what? I'm ready right now. What time does the plane leave for almost anywhere? And, of course, the reason that we're always told nothing goes on here in the summertime and this town dries up like a gigantic prune is because it's hot and it's humid. Well, I got news for you. On the 4th of July in Vegas, it was 113. 113. And they always say that, well, you know, that's that dry heat. It's not that humid. Yeah, right. When it's 113 in Vegas, it don't feel like one degree more than 112. I'll tell you that right now. It's just mild. You could, be, you could fry an egg on your armpit. It's that hot. And you don't care. Because every place is air-conditioned, you're having a great time, there's living and breathing people, the, place, the city was packed. And you'll never guess who I heard on the FM, I'm in my rent-a-car cutlass, in my fire engine red cutlass, and I'm flipping around on FM, and I hear this voice, I said, that can't be. That can't be who I think it is, on the soft rock station. And I think soft was the operative word in his case. We'll have to ask, uh, what's her name about that? Um, but anyway, it was Lee Gillette. 
formerly from the coast, formerly from Zeta, formerly from like every market in America. He's uh, kind of like the Jeff Charles of FM. He works every place for about a month and then gets canned to go someplace else. So Lee Gillette was on the air out there on uh, FM in Vegas. I know that'll get a lot of his fans excited. Didn't have too much time to listen to radio, though. I guess it's not one of the... Uh, that's why nobody makes any money out there, because who the hell listens to radio in Vegas? You're too busy having a good time. I noticed Hank is on vacation this week, which I'll get to him in a minute. I wonder, do you think he went to Vegas again? He was just out there for the fight. Anyway, I said I was going to hit all the high spots. Little did I realize I did. I was in Amsterdam. I was in Stockholm. I had an unscheduled couple of days in Copenhagen, which I was totally wrong about that place. That's a great town. That is a magnificent city. Stockholm is beautiful, but the weather there is so cold, it's just brutal. Awful. Like in almost July, and it's like raining and 60 degrees. It's a nightmare. And then I came back for a weekend, and I sat around in this boring, godforsaken town, and I boarded my dogs, and I got on a plane. I went to Vegas and had four of the greatest days of my life, four and a half days, almost five. 106 degrees the first day, then it was up to 108, 111, and finally, it's kind of like a capper on the 4th of July to go in line with the fireworks, 113. Who the hell ever heard of it being 113? Nobody ever heard of that. But now it's a dry desert. And then I'm coming to work this morning, and during one of our uh, infrequent commercial breaks, I punch up uh, to see if my friend Norm Kent is still alive over on the light bulb. And I, I don't know what their story is over there. You never have the same person on twice Two days in a row at the same time. He must be on vacation or something. And Gregory Benjamin was on there, and he had this, Hello, Doctor show. I couldn't believe it. If there was any doubt in my mind that I was back in this town, that convinced me. Hello, Doctor. Uh-huh. It was the most embarrassing ten minutes I have ever suffered through in my life. I just couldn't believe it. So now I know I'm back uh, where I belong, yeah? Twelve minutes after 10 at WYOD, George did a magnificent job of editing those tapes. He tells me the phones were ringing off the hook. We probably had more calls during the tapes, the best of tapes, than we're going to get today. Look at that. We got four stinking calls lit. Lines, whatever they are. Which don't rush, because I got lots to talk about, believe me. Lots. I could, I could do the whole show on the st sales department, but I was doing that before I went away. So it would be just picking up where I left off. I mean, they are so impossible. It just There are no words to describe it. We're still running spots from before I went on vacation for sales that were over like six years ago at places that haven't been in business for five years. When did the spots come on for the famous? That's what I want to know. Anyway, it's 10.15 at WYOD. So I come back into town for... See, people use it as excuse. Well, you know, when it's hot and humid, people don't want to stick around. That's why all the snowbirds go back up north and nobody wants to come here in the summertime. Let me say it again. It was 113 in the shade. It was so hot. I don't care whether it's dry desert heat or what you want to call it. It was suffocating. And the places out there were packed. Forget about the mirage. You couldn't get anywhere near there. And by the way, if there's anybody else going to Vegas, I found a place to stay that will knock your socks off. It's the Marriott Residence Inns. And this one is on Paradise Road, just a block off the strip. And I'm telling you, for like about 100 bucks a night. I know you can stay, you can stay in the casinos for almost nothing. If you want to stay in a casino and have to valet park your car every time and put up with all that crap, I don't like to do that. I like to go wherever the hell I want. Residence Inn. And they're all over the country. This is the greatest thing. It's like a, and having your own apartment. They call them a studio, but they're huge. And they have a full kitchen with a microwave and a big... Uh, 
refrigerator with an ice maker and a whole bit. It's like having your own apartment for a week or however long. In fact, they, they uh, rent them out by the week or the month or whatever. Great. Sensational. The best place I've ever stayed in Vegas. Outstanding. And I started to say I never got near the Mirage because I went there to Valley Park one day and forget it. Valley Park. And this was like at 9 o'clock in the morning. Full. Sorry. So if you wanted to self-park, you'd have to you know, like park about two miles away in their expansive lot and walk in 110-degree heat. Well, it was only 10 in the morning, so maybe it was only 109 for two miles. So I said, forget it. Screw that. But I'm just saying that to give you an idea of how jam-packed every place was, from the Stardust to Palace Station to you name it, all of them, just jam-packed with people, loaded. And everybody having a great time. And again, 110, 111, 112, 113 degrees on the 4th of July. And jam-packed with people spending their hard-earned dollars like it was coming out of a sieve. Coming out of a faucet. So anyway, before I went to Vegas, the last weekend, not this past, but the previous weekend, I came back from Europe. Long, long, grueling trip back. And I turn on the radio, and I'm hearing on a Monday morning, week ago, uh, would have been two, well, two weeks ago today or a week ago today? I guess a week ago today. And I'm listening to the tapes, the best of, which I hate to say, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good, if I do say so myself. And I hear a promo for Hank Goldberg saying, my guest tonight's going to be Sandy Payton. I immediately got on a plane and went to Vegas. I mean, are we trying to turn the clock back? Is that what we really want? I have a feeling that this station has a death wish. I really believe that. I really do believe that they, they long for those old days when they had Sandy and Bill Smith and this monotonous, boring sports where they talk about sports that aren't even in season all day. Sandy Payton. I mean, are we serious? They were desperate to get that bitch out of here, and now Hank brings her back on again because Hank, I guess, wants to be the hero of all the uh, geriatric set. I don't know what it's all about. We worked our ass off to get living and breathing demographics for two and a half years, and now we're trying our damnedest to go back to what we used to be, radio death. But I guess when you're in this market, I guess maybe that's all you got to choose from. Certainly at this time of the year, the living and breathing people are all gone. There's nobody here. There ain't nobody here. Because if anybody's got more than like $5 in their pocket, there are, I heard Mike this morning talking about how his mind was like somewhere else. He kept envisioning, and he's going off to the Keys, and they're having another cruise on Thursday. There's just something about this town. It, last weekend, I'm telling you, was so depressing coming back here from Europe that I, I was determined when I got up Monday morning, I was going to go anywhere. If I couldn't get a plane ticket to Vegas, I'd just go somewhere, anywhere, just to get out of here. Now, there's got to be something wrong with that. can't just be me. There has to be something missing here, like life, like people under the age of death. Sandy Payton, I hope that we get a caller today from somebody who heard that show. What could she possibly have talked about besides sugar cookies? What could she possibly have talked about on this station that she almost destroyed with Bill Smith for like two, three, four years? with those terminal shows on bilingualism. If I have to hear one more show on bilingualism, I'm going to puke in Spanish. <laughs> Which sounds kind of t tasty, doesn't it? Wow. Watch out for those frijoles, man. Those are really a mess. What am I getting excited about, huh? What am I getting all worked up about? There's nobody here. All weekend long that I've been back, I keep thinking to myself, I dread coming in for two reasons. First of all, I'm coming back from vacation, which I don't want to be here. And number two... 
I'm thinking, there's nobody here anyway. Who the hell am I going to be talking to? I got like 50 pounds of mail. When I'm here, I get like very little mail. I go away for two weeks, I got 50 pounds of crap mail. Hate letters, garbage, nonsense. Stan Wertheimer's writing again about casino gambling. Good luck, Stan. Here's this big headline in the paper. Baseball, yes! In big letters, front page of the Sun Sentinel. Gigantic, enormous, explosive headline on Saturday. And I turn on this station Saturday evening and we're talking football. With Mr. I took a shower with every jock in the world. Talking football again. Oh, and how about those gators and the cades? And what about the dolphins? Uh, I don't understand it. I just for the... And then yesterday, you know who uh, Dodo Bird had on? Mr. Can't See the Forest for the Trees? He's got a real moral on. I go to the store yesterday. I turn on our station for two minutes. And then who calls in but Henry Barrow with another one of his stories about, you know, how he used to be great when they used to let him in the Orange Bowl. And how he was staggering on his hands and knees and they kicked him in the face and broke his glasses again and it was Earl Morrill that did it and all, or whatever the hell he was talking about. I punched it right off. I went to FM. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. <sighs> I got like 700 copies in the mail and Roger saved it for me. The Tropic thing about uh, the Teflon anchor, Rick Sanchez. And then there was a piece about Larry King that I got about 2,000 of those. There is a picture in here in this tropic thing of um, Rick is putting on his makeup. That's pretty uh, smarmy when you got to put your own makeup on, you know? Pretty low budget here next door. But anyway, here's Sally with her hair in curlers. Have you seen this? Oh, this is worth... Somebody sent me a picture of this, and I didn't know what it was in all that mail I just opened. And I didn't know who it was or what it was, and I just threw it away. And now I look at this thing and standing right next to Rick, who's putting his lipstick on. Purple, by the way. Uh, here's Sally with her hair up in curlers. And what's that instrument she's got in her left hand, I wonder? Anyway, it's 1024 at WIOD. I understand Rick and Suds were on their worst behavior while I was awake. Corey, who we thought we had rid of him by already. See, when the rat's away, the cats will play, or so, however that thing goes. That's just how it is. Like a bunch of children. Corey, chronic, pain in the ass, boring, embarrassing with that rap crap, okay? Another one of these white guys who thinks it's cool to be black now. I just don't understand that. I was on a plane coming from, um, I was going from Fort Lauderdale to Vegas. So on the first part of that, Fort Lauderdale to Dallas, guy sitting next to me looks at me, and right away I realize he knows who I am. His name is Al Rothstein. He used to work at Channel 4. Big fan of mine. Good guy. And we're talking about um, local TV and about all this other. And, you know, the thing with Channel 7 is everybody realizes they're a joke. It's hysterical. It's a panic. They're, who could possibly take them seriously? And they're over here next door right now, putting on their makeup. And with the Rick's hair is up in the curlers and everything, it's just, it's just an incredibly bad joke. Speaking of plane trips, by the way, why is it that the last, every time you go on vacation, the last leg of the last plane trip coming back home is always the worst part all the other trips from here to Amsterdam, everywhere, no matter where I went, no problem at all. Great flights, smooth, even on KLM, of course, they know how to do it. The food was good even. But coming back from Dallas, this is out of Vegas, coming from Dallas to Fort Lauderdale, the worst flight in my life. And, of course, the reason for that is there's always, like, storms in the middle of the summertime along the Gulf Coast, and especially as you get to Florida. 
and the plane is dropping and the doors are rocking and clapping and clopping and pimp and you can just you're glad you're in first class because you can hear behind the curtains you can hear the sound of all the muffled barf bags being ripped out of the uh, things there all over the place Man, and we got to Florida, and all of a sudden, just dropping and puking. And, and you could see the lightning. It was at night, so it was really exciting. It was like a free uh, Fourth of July fireworks show about a week later. It was great. So anyway, Corey makes a comeback. Was on, I understand, from my inside spy for at least one whole show and maybe a second show. Oh, but anyway, I was starting to mention that the guy, Al Rothstein, he is in, uh, he's in a business now where they, the guy's got to be making some bucks where they distribute, they peddle all these syndicated shows like Arsenio and Oprah and Geraldo and all this crap. So he has Arsenio. And we were talking about this phenomenon now, which I still don't understand, about where it's hip for white guys to want to be black. Remember months ago we did that thing about rap music and how it was in, which now it's like kind of borderline. But that's the whole new deal now, is it's hip to talk black lingo and to try to be like Arsenio. Other than having his money, I can't imagine why anybody would want to be like Arsenio, but it's just uh, it's part of Americana. Anyway, so getting back to Rick and Suds, you know, they were talking about doing their show in Amsterdam, and as I was there for four very... I always have a great time there. You can't help but have a good time. I was thinking to myself, they don't want to come here and do a show. Amsterdam is like a freak show. When you're inside anywhere, you're inside your hotel, you're inside a restaurant, it's like... You know, an interesting but kind of normal place. When you go outside, no matter where you walk, it's like a freak show. Like 95% of the people walking the streets in Amsterdam look like they just came out of a, out of a circus, out of a carnival. It's biz- I'm serious. It's bizarre. And as far as that aroma, I got news for you, man. I don't, uh, you know, if you want to smoke a little rope or whatever you're doing, that's up to you. But it's just that, that I always thought that was the dog droppings on the ground. The last two times I was there, I thought these dogs have got bad diet. Because you do see lots of piles in the street, okay? But that's not what that aroma is coming. The aroma comes from all those cafes, and it smells bad. I mean, if that stuff does to your brain what it, the equivalent of how it smells, no wonder those people all look like zombies, okay? And as far as the sex part of it is concerned, I don't, you know, it's interesting to walk by the red light district and you see the big old church and there's all these windows. First of all, if you have to pay for sex in Amsterdam, you've got to be desperate, even more desperate than I am. I mean, if you can't get laid in Amsterdam, you might as well forget it. And secondly, the, these prostitutes in the window are so fat and so ugly. I mean, that's what I keep thinking to myself. Who are the guys who come in here and do business? I mean, they've got to be more desperate than anybody I've ever met in my life, even Johnny Dark. Well, close. I, but listen, he don't pay for anything, okay? For that, no way, but he don't pay for anything. I just don't understand that. I mean, they're ugly. They're all ugly and fat. And they sit in those windows or stand around in the windows like they're desperate. Like, please, won't somebody come in? It's not Business ain't too good today. And I can understand why. So I just don't think that's where they really want to do. And, uh, you know, I could be wrong, but I just, it's just bizarre. And if you want to go to a place to watch people, go to Copenhagen. I, now, see, I was only there one day last year, and I was sick, and I cut my vacation short, and I came back. And I didn't really get to see any of the city or what was going on. That's a great place. And talk about beautiful people. Even the old people look good in, in Denmark. The, that's what, that must be where they got the term Great Danes, because I've got news for you, man. Those people are incredible looking in Denmark. Just the best. By test, trust me. 
So that basically covers, did I leave anything out? I mean, I could sit here and ramble on for four hours, but I know we're going to get tons of call. Oh, also, you know, when you're on these long uh, flights, and it's like nine hours from here to Amsterdam, and about, uh, I guess, eight and a half, and nine coming back because you're against the, uh, going against the headwinds, you have a lot of time to read. I read some of the best books I've ever read. Now, that may not sound too exciting on vacation, but when you're sitting on a plane and you can't sleep, I guess that's about all you're going to do. One, I predict, is going to be the next Godfather. I'm sure they're going to make a movie out of it. It's called Sins of the Father. Didn't we have a call about that? Call or two before I went away? I think so. Great book. True story about this guy who was in the mob all of his life. Kind of like a petty mob kind of guy with his family in New Jersey, of course. And how finally he's going to go up the river uh, for uh, uh, coke. They set him up and he gets caught with a whole bunch of coke that he's peddling. And so he turns uh, witness, and he goes into that the government witness protection program, and they have to keep moving them, and they move the family to Buffalo, and they change the names, then they move them to somewhere else, and uh, the kid is a high school football player. It's an incredible story. It's a great book. The, uh, one of the other books, uh, Monkey on a Stick, which is about the Harry Krishnas, if there's anybody out there who think, even thinking about uh, belonging to a cult, I mean, if you haven't learned already that religion is a bunch of crap to begin with, I mean, the Harry Krishnas are some of the all-time worst. Just read, it's, it's in all the bookstores now. Monkey on a Stick, it's a great book. For those of you who are into the Anne Rule, Jack Olson type books, that I'm a big fan of the true crime stories. There was a book called Victim, and I can't think of the author of it. But, man, just a gut-wrenching, horrendous uh, book, but really great reading. True story. These are all true stories. And there was another one that was very disturbing called Most Likely to Succeed. And these, these things about these pointless murders, I don't, I don't know why I've become obsessed or f um, fascinated with reading them, but I just, um, I just can't put these books down. You get through them like in, in less than one plane trip. You're through a whole book. And already there was a book which I, I finished in just the trip from Vegas coming back to here, and I can't think of the name of it. It was about the uh, case up in New England. We saw lots of the footage from the murder trial with the kid where the uh, fell in love with his teacher, although she wasn't really a teacher. She was like some kind of a pseudo-teacher. And she, can, she uh, convinced him that the only way he could be with her, kids like 15, 16 years old, is to uh, kill her husband. And so he and a couple of his friends did. They shot the husband and killed him. And I can't think of the name. The, the trial is over, like, just not even warm yet, okay? The jury is just barely uh, combing their hair getting back home, and already there's a book out, but it was very good. And speaking of that, has anybody seen the new Court TV? I don't know if that's on any of the local cable systems. It did start the day that I was leaving on um, to go to Vegas. It started a week ago today. Court TV, July 1st, came on. I have it on the satellite. Pretty interesting. In fact, on the first day, they showed on tape, one of, there was a murder trial going on in Fort Lauderdale, and one of the attorneys, the defense attorney, uh, they had the jury out of the room, and he gets into a screaming match with the judge. And is all pissed off because the judge told him that he was the worst attorney he ever saw. And the judge is saying, I didn't say that to you. And the attorney walks out of the room and then comes back in and demands that the judge recuse himself from the trial. And the judge walks out. It was great. That's gonna, I don't know if it's going to be on the local uh, cable systems. Probably not because it's too interesting. Pembroke Pines. Hey, Neil. Yeah. Glad you had a good time in Vegas. Let me tell you, George did a hell of a job while you were gone. 
Anyways, did you watch the Cubs game last George night? George did a hell of a job while I was gone. Yeah, I watched the first eight innings, sir, and I went to bed, thank God. Unbelievable. How they flew <clears throat> that is beyond me. Well, they're experts at it. we got a lot of practice. Well, listen, let me tell you, I just got back from the uh, breakfast post. First of all, sir, let me say this to you. We don't discuss baseball on this station. We only discuss football on WIOD, no matter what the temperature is, no matter what the time of the year is. Even if the day before we got a big headline that says baseball, yes, it's official, we got the Marlins, we still we don't discuss baseball. Baseball on WIOD. Oh, this is true. Let me tell you, just got back from the breakfast post position drawn at the second leg of the Fantasy Park Derby here. Just want to know if you want to be interested in hearing about the eight horses that will be running. It's a 500,000 grade one event. Uh, post one position was drawn from the Hank Goldberg stable, and it's uh, Hanky Panky. He's going to be ridden by Chris McCarron. His odds are currently at 8-1. to one. Post position two will be Lady Comanista, who, as you know, won the last event, which was Elaine Ettor's race, but she was disqualified. Okay, listen, have a great day. 1038 at WIOD, we have an open line in Dade. I mean, the first call out of the box, and we got an amateur comedian out there? Oh, man. No, Corey must have had a big influence on this station. Corey, I got news for you. It's embarrassing, okay, pal? And even though Mommy or your aunt or whoever gave you 30 grand to come and uh, schmooze around with the Dolphins with that stupid song, it sucks, it's pathetic, it's embarrassing. It's, it'd be bad, okay? It'd be real bad and it'd be real embarrassing, okay? So grow up and go get a job. Mobile and pop. What is it? Hello? If you'd like to make a call. Okay. Okay, that's two for two. Boca. We're off to a great start. We're doing it. Now I know for sure. Well, he wanted to make sure I knew where I was. But what was that guy talking about? What? All this, the racism? Oh, he was trying to be a comedian, sir, like so many of the people who call this radio station who are about as funny as cancer of the toenail. I mean, They're just listened, not funny. If he would have listened since his data days, you, you can't do jokes on this station. Right. Anyway, how much money can I get, Neil, for getting you the play-by-play for the baseball? you got to be the play-by-play person. No, don't even bring it up, okay? Can I tell you something? This station probably isn't even going to go for the baseball, so it just isn't going to happen. They're gonna, every, every guy who's ever broadcast a ball game is going to be sending in tapes. I have no chance. So, you know, I, for, I think for, you're totally wrong because if this town got behind you, you would definitely be the play-by-play person. Well, this town ain't going to get behind me, so it's not going to happen. I think it's going to happen. Okay. I really I'm do. ready. I mean, I'd be delighted, but it's not going to happen. Don't, don't, don't say that. I have a good feeling it could. Okay. You know, it just... You'd be perfect for it. Sure. And and then you could do... Uh, then I could spend, that could spend at least uh, 81 days out of town anyway. Right. And then you could be with your buddy Rick over there if, if they get the, the, the uh, television rights. Yeah, Channel 7. You know, they I might... could put my hair up in curlers right next to Sally. Did you, did you hear there was a blowout with Hank about uh, he didn't pay for the beer or that stuff on his show one night? What do you mean? You didn't hear about that? No. I haven't heard about anything. He got overly bent out of shape one night about that. Somebody called up. About what? I just told him that they were there when it happened, and then he definitely didn't pay for the beer, and he, got, he told the person to screw off on the radio. Really? It was unbelievable. Huh. Well, it's about time he showed a little bit of uh, emotion. He got, he got really, I mean... He, well, that's good. It's about time. See, the, I mean, the thing that bothers me about Hank's show is that he's doing this coma kind of thing for old people. I, right. thought, when I, I thought when Hank was going to go on, he'd be feisty and argumentative and exciting. And, that's you how know. he is, though. He should be. Huh? He should be that way. Exactly, but he hasn't been. He brings these boring politicians. And then Sandy Payton, I wish somebody would tell him. Did you hear that show? Oh, God. I, were you listening? I wasn't here. Oh, God. You would have just puked your brains out of here. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't uh, suck around Sandy, did he? Yeah, he did. But the main thing was, she kept saying that he says, "Well, don't, didn't you have an older audience?" She goes, "Yeah, but they they pay money for things. They listen." And you know, I'm going, "Oh, you got to be kidding me!" 
Because he asked the question, did you, know, did you have anybody under 100 listening to your show? Oh, yeah? She said, it doesn't matter. Those numbers don't mean No, anything. I think the question is, does he have anybody under 100 listening? I think that's the question. I think you're it. Neil, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Take care. See you. Bye. Pompano. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, when the Marlins start playing, I don't want you talking about those 10 game-in-a-row losers in Chicago, okay? Yeah. Give us some support. What does that, what does that mean? Give us some support. Oh, geez, not even worth dignifying. We have an open line in Broward, 524-WIOD, one on the star line, star IOD, Miami. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay. Uh, what you said is true. I was listening on Friday that Mandich and people just kept calling and fetching about the name that you think they're going to change the name when we start playing. And is it Who cares what the name is? The point is we've got a team. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's the whole town, but certainly the audience of this radio station, man, if anybody came in and listened to the audience that calls in this station, like this last asshole that was on here a minute ago, uh, they would, you know, and maybe that's it. Maybe that's what this town is all about. So well, and, 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 and let me say this to you. If that's the case, then the Marlins are going to be in for long, hot, empty summer days after the uh, initial glamour wears off. Because, I mean, you know, I, I just I couldn't believe it. Saturday, here's this big headline. It's the day after the official announcement. We get Major League Baseball, and 9 out of 10 callers are calling in on the sports shows on this radio station talking about football. Who gives a flying crap about football in the middle of July? <laughs> no, just, every call, every call was about the name. They should call it Miami. They should yeah, call it Miami. right. Who cares? Yeah. Well, you're dealing with a bunch of overgrown children, sir. It's not it's just not an adult town. A bunch of overgrown juveniles. Ungrateful. I mean, the point is, we're going to see. Uh, they are. They ought to be on their hands. And they ought to be lined up at Blockbuster, four thousand deep, to buy tapes that they don't even care about, just to say thanks to Wayne Hazanga. I know. I, I wonder how long it'll be before they start ripping him. <laughs> I was in Vegas for the week before the week of the fight, and you're right. The Mirage is a nightmare. You can't even walk in the place. Yeah. I'll stay next to the season. We'll have to Every place there. is packed. The Excalibur is packed. The Stardust is packed. The Hilton is packed. Palace Station is packed. There's more people in one block out there than you'll find in this whole town right now. I know. Isn't it depressing coming back? Yes. Just to stay out yes. There. And then talking to a couple of these idiots we got here this first hour, man, it's just, it's pathetic. I've already, I can think of three right off the bat. I've only taken about seven or eight calls, and three of them were morons. <laughs> now give us some support. <laughs> I got your support right over here. You had said like about a size two jock strap, pal. Did you put on any baseball games over there, Neil? Did I what? Did you put on any baseball games? I uh, ignored baseball while I was there, okay? As best I could. <laughs> I uh, bet on a horse called Anagata at Belmont, and he came through on a rail with Mauricio Vasquez and won like a champion. I was betting Belmont, Monmouth. On uh, the 4th of July, they had a matinee card at the Meadowlands. I was betting the Meadowlands. How about Finger Lakes? No, I wasn't that desperate. I, it was just great. You just can't beat it. <laughs> it is just a great time. I want to move out there, but uh, I can't trust myself. I'll just, all my money, I'll put, drop in the casino, you know? If I, if I could get a job out there paying anything, I would be there. Because it's, like I said, from a health standpoint, it's there's something about the metabolism. My um, blood sugar is great. I feel better. And it just, uh, I don't know what it is. Everybody's just so nice out there, so friendly. It's just uh, so different. It's still yeah. different. Just, just like here. Just like here. This is a nightmare. Have uh, a great day, pal. Right, Hang in there. First hour back from vacation. I hope you give us a, give us a chance. Give us a break. Give us some, uh, yeah, give me this, pal, you idiot. You push and you push and you push for something and you get on the bandwagon and you try to be supportive and then right away, uh, they're, they're, no matter what you do here, they still want to turn on you because they're a bunch of negative assholes.
But otherwise, have a nice day. 1058 at WYOD. We have an open line in Dade. 751 Morbid. Let's go to Fort Lauderdale on a Dade line. Morning, Neil. Welcome back. Yes, sir. Saturday morning. It's great to be back. (laughs) Yeah. Saturday mornings on the Light Bulb Network. Yeah. Black guy who wants to be white, Nick Lawrence. Yeah. Great. It's the topic of uh, conversation was Neil Rogers. Uh Uh-huh. And that was it. Well, that's all I got to talk about. They, they, they better kiss the ground that I came back. Uh, I mean, even while I was gone, they were still talking about me. You got it. Well, that's great. Th- th- welcome back, Neil. Thank you. Bye. That's great. We can start putting board ops on the air. Everybody's got a show. I wonder if he's probably got more live spots than I got. This sales department, I want to tell you something. You're like the bubonic plague in drag, but now well disguised, okay? See, one thing about when you go on a vacation here, it's like you have to pay for it. Because they stop selling your show. And then when you come back, it takes like a couple of weeks to regenerate. So you basically, for a month, you suffer. Not that I'm suffering because I make a good buck. But I'm just talking in general. You lose about a third of your revenue because they just, uh, well, screw him, you know. Eleven fifteen at WIOD. We have our first lady in Coral Springs. Hi, Neil. Hi. Good to have you back. Yeah. Yeah, um, I actually did catch the last part of Guiding Light on Friday when they're all getting ready for the surprise party. Oh, they haven't had it yet? No, they haven't, so today will be the Oh, day. today is going to be the killer. With all, yeah, everybody shows up there. I wanted to um, tell you about Hank Goldberg's show, you know, when Sandy Payton was on? Mm. They said that rumor about her not getting ar- along with um, Mike Ranieri was all a lie, and she wanted to clear it up, that she gets along with him well. Well, well, somebody is not telling the truth, okay, and I have a feeling it's her. You see, people always think that everybody loves them, okay, especially people with a massive ego much bigger than their talent like her. Look at Mitch Lewis. He weighs about 80 pounds. Look at how skinny he is. (laughs) Anyway, uh, because I've never met her. All I've done is hear her on ear, and she comes across so syrupy and sweet and all this other. And she worked here for a long time. She was yeah. here for years. Yes, she and does. the scuttlebutt I get here is they hated her like poison, and she was a real prima donna, and that everybody here hated her. I and she said, uh, no way. They tried to make sure that your name didn't get on there with other callers, but she wanted to clear that up. And it was obvious it was you that she was talking about that started the rumor, but she gets along with them. No, it's not, it's not a rumor. Yeah, I just I'm glad because you always say this is just radio, so I don't know to believe you or not. Yeah, so that's why I called to see. Well, I mean, I is that it? But is but is that important? No, it's not important. But you were gone, so you missed the show. Because I, I got news for you. Do you remember the time when they wanted to put her on with Mike in the morning? Oh yeah, I do. And he just about blew a gasket. And he's one of the most laid back, easygoing guys you'd ever want to know. I mean, he don't get too excited. He just comes in, takes the check, you know. But he just about had a nervous breakdown over that. No way, Jose, was he going to put up with that crap. She said it was her choice that she worked all these years and she didn't want to be, you know, secondhand. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's the best. Well, well I, I just can't believe. I don't know what's gotten into Hank. I guess he, I'm telling you, he wants to be the next Larry King. He wants to just kiss everybody's butt, bring in all the politicians and these boring people and suck around and toss them cream puff questions. I don't, it's just not the Hank that I expected. But I thought he was going to be, huh? <laughs> what's the question? Right. Okay. All right. Have Glad a great day. Thanks. Bye. 1118 at WYOD. We have an open line in Broward, 524-9463, Miami. Neil, how you doing? Okay. Welcome back. Yes, sir. It's Sweet. really a trip to be back. Uh, I know. And you were talking about the plane flight coming back in from Dallas? Yeah. I've been on that. Oh. But you're going to hit the ground. Wow. 
I mean, we went through storms and thunder and lightning and uh, just that thing where the Neo. plane was rattling. And uh, the I'm telling you, when, when the pilot came out and started doing Hail Marys and rubbing his rosary beads, how I knew we were in trouble. How long after you, you thought you hit the ground that he did that, though? He had to clean his pants before he did right. that. Well, he had some depends. June Allison was in first class. <laughs> I wanted to call. I was listening. To, I flipped on the channel uh, Saturday night, Jim Manage. You know yeah. what Jim's got on? He's got Alan Page. Right? A great football player. And he's talking about Allen trying to handle Guchenberg yeah. in the Super Bowl. And you know what he refers to the purple people eaters? He said purple Peter eaters. Really? And I, well, it goes to show if you take enough of those showers with the guys, <laughs> it starts affecting your lingo, too, I guess. I would think Alan Page would want to reach over and grab him by his collar. Yeah. <laughs> and jerk him over there and take that microphone and stick it down his nose. Jerk him right over there. Oh, yeah. but I'm glad you're back safe now. You know, I know. Well, you let's to... talk some football, huh? How about those no, Gators but, next year? Wait a bit. What what kind what kind of a town is this? I just don't get it. No, it's I mean, like it, you know what this town reminds me of. It's like a bunch of little children, and they they made up their mind that this is the way they're going to be, and nobody That's is going to change them. That's don't, true. You're don't right. confuse them with anything. This is the way they're going to be, and they're going to keep screaming about bilingualism, and they're going to keep uh, fighting with each other, and they're going to keep talking about things like right. out of season in the middle of uh, December. They're going to be talking about watermelons. Uh, it's just it's just uh, my. Well, you know what my girlfriend and I are going to do? Buy season tickets, and we're going to go watch baseball because I'm from Washington, and I used to watch the Senators. Yeah, which. You know, they were okay, but it was a nice night out. You bet. But that's what I'm going to do, and you as have Har a nice As Harry says, there's nothing like fun at the old ballpark. That's right. Have a hot dog and a cold uh, Have a little cheese. weenie and a uh, cold brew, and you're in, you're in heaven. Yeah. And everybody, God bless. You take care. Thanks a lot. Bye. Just heard another amazing Sally Fitz rumor, which we cannot tell on the ear. I think she gets her news tips on deep background. 23 after 11 at WIOD, Palm Bay. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Great. All right, good to hear you again. Hey, um, we got a paper up here called the Florida Today. Yeah. And uh, I got a, a uh, article here I wanted to tell you about. It's called the Mutilated Toxic Toads Spark Debate. Talking about your your uh, boo-foo toads. Uh, what is it? I can barely hear you. Oh, they're talking about the boo-foo toads? Yeah. And uh, it says here in Pembroke Pines, is that down around by you? That's Close. Someone had butchered 20 Bufu frogs. Good. <laughs> All right. Oh! Someone had, someone had walked around and found them uh, with no legs and no heads. A few of them were chopped in half. Great. I wish they'd come to my neighborhood. I wish they'd come up to Plantation Acres and chop a few up. Oh, I kind of thought maybe that was your neighborhood. I didn't know what no. you were up to over there. No. Uh, hey, and I got a suggestion for you. Yep. Are you calling this the Florida line? Call it the Floridiot line. The Floridian line. There you go. I like it. I like it. Okay. Okay. Take have care. a great day, pal. Bye. 24 after 11 at WIOD. We have an open line on the Star Line. If you have Bell South Mobility, remember how it works? Star IOD like magic. And one on our toll-free uh, Floridian line, 1-800-944-WIOD. I guess nothing went on here while I was gone, huh? Nothing. Zero. Zippity-doo-dah. <laughs> Coma City. North Bay Village. Hey. Yes, sir. Time. Yeah, Neil. It's what? Keep going on uh, vacation and say how great it is. How come you keep coming back to Miami? Well, because I get a nice paycheck every Thursday. So. That's what I thought. Yeah. Still have the Porsche? Yeah. Still uh, faded? Still what? Still faded out? Yeah, right. Ready to sell it? No. No? 
Well, it sounded like a couple months ago you were ready. No. No? Need a wax job? No. I need work. Not the car either. <laughs> Stop teasing me. Any freeloaders available for uh, going to Chicago? No. See ya. 1125 at W. Was that from inside the building? That call? <laughs> well, it said North Bay Village. It could have been. I wouldn't be surprised. That was probably one of the salespeople. By the way, I, I think tomorrow we're going to do a whole show on the sales department, okay? I really do. I know we probably have overdone it. Not. But, boy, they are just uh, deadly. They're brutal. It's like some kind of punishment that you have to go through. What the hell do they do with all, all my people? All my children? We got a call from Huntsville, Alabama. You got it, buddy. What's happening? On the Floridian line? On the Floridian line. And you're calling this line toll-free and you're getting in for free from out of state? Hey, it's either that or collect. Outstanding. How's See, this isn't supposed to work outside of Florida, so we won't talk too loud, okay? Okay. Because it's I'll, costing I'll, them an arm and a leg, and then they won't be able to afford the rights to a hurricane basketball again. Hey, where'd you go on your vacation? I went to Europe and I went to Las Vegas. Excellent. We figured Las Vegas, but yep. uh, didn't know anything about Europe yet. A week in Europe and a week in the Vegas. Did you get raped in Vegas? No, not necessarily. No, did you rape anybody? Well, that's another story. No, I don't I don't rape, sir. I just kind of nuzzle up and say, uh, what's going on? All right. All right. I got a... 13 on the red. Buddy in Okeechobee sent me a bunch of tapes of, yeah. uh, of you right before vacation. Well, I'll be danged. In other words, you uh, listen up. I mean, you uh, lived there in Huntsville? I, I, I lived in Stewart for a long time. Oh, in Stewart. Well, you, you've hit all the high spots. Yeah, buddy, I tell you. Now, now I think uh, next year when I go on vacation, I'm going to Stewart. Yeah, well, next year, go through, go, go through Stewart and come up to Huntsville. Yeah. And step back in time. <laughs> hey, I got news for you, sir. I live in Miami. I'm already two centuries back in time, okay? You think? I thought I'd, I'd, I'd moved from uh, uh, further up the century line, but God dang, I'm, I'm back in time now. Yeah. They got pretty excited in Huntsville when they dug up Zachary Taylor because they thought he was still president. <laughs> hey, but we do have the uh, the A's farm team here. All right. Double A, yeah, so I get a little baseball, and yeah. I know you're excited about the new Marlins. I sure am. The Florida Marlins, I don't care what the hell they call them. I don't care if their uniforms are puce and purple. I, you know, I love them, and I'm ready, and I'm going to be in every game, and it's great. No doubt. Have they come up with a manager yet? Uh, Don Zimmer. Are you serious? No. I didn't think so. I heard somebody Hey, it'd be a lot of fun. It would be. And when, you're, when you already know you're going to lose 100 games, how much worse can he make it? I don't know, unless he got on one of them slim fast diets, and then no. he could... Make well, that's when, that's when he went all to hell. We were doing great. We won it in 89. We were doing great. All of a sudden, he went on one of those stupid Lasorda diets, and he started losing weight, and I think it had a mental effect, too. And, and it's been downhill ever Downhill since. ever since. You're right. I tell you, the Cubs suck. You bet your life. Last night was vintage Cubs, sir. That was the epitome of the season. They're leading 6-1, to one, eighth inning, just smoking right along, no problem at all. And I wake up this morning, and they blew. In fact, even in extra innings, they took the lead in the top of the 12th, 7 to 6, and they lose it 8 to 7. Just right. desperate. Well, I'm, I'm a Braves fan, and they're about on the same level these days. They, they, were, they started out real hot, and now they're back to the vintage 70s. They're not so hot, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, we you know, you got your team, and you stick with them, and you suffer. That's yeah, what life's all yeah. It's like working here at WIOD. You just uh, stay with it, and you suffer, and yeah, you get a nice been, paycheck. You've been suffering ever since. Haven't you, you betcha. Well, listen, have a great time up there, buddy. All right. Take care, Neil. Stay out of the sun now. All right. Bye-bye. 11.29 on the Florida Idiot Line. We're getting some good calls on there.
1-800-944-9463. In fact, call up all your friends from out of state and tell them they can call us toll-free, even if they don't know who I am, just so we can build up a gigantic bill. Hey, listen, these people have got $5 billion, all this crap about, well, the station lost money and Disney's got to make money. Hey, they ought to just give everybody a big fat check and say, hey, screw it, right? If they were real nice, friendly folks, what the hell do they have to worry about the profit margin and are they getting a return on their dollar? Screw it. How much more do they need? They're probably listening up there on the listen line right now in Atlanta. How much is that line costing them, right? Watch you idiots! Can you believe that jerk? Oh, gosh, Dan, Dan. You seem a little tense. Yeah, I've been snapping at people all day. Maybe it's my time of the month. Yeah, me too. You know, I've been cranky, retaining water, and look, wearing these white gloves. I know what you mean. Every 28 days, I get this insatiable craving to buy a banjo. And a corncob pipe? Yeah. Well, then, it looks like there's only one thing to do, sir. And was that there, Mr. Interlocutor? These two men are suffering from pre-menstrual syndrome. Beware the warning signs. If your husband ever comes home with a tambourine or a banjo pick and insists on calling you Mr. Bones, hide the shoe polish and call your family doctor immediately. So, uh, tell me that, Mr. Bones. Yes, sir, Mr. Interlocutor. Who was that woman I saw you with last night? Oh, that was no woman. That was Martina Navratilova. <laughs> no, it's not very funny, and there is no cure. So when it happens to the man in your life, try to understand. Pre-menstrual syndrome. Guess what I finally got. Remember they brought all that Snapple just as I was leaving, like I predicted? I noticed their spots are on tape, too, by the way. But anyway, um, raspberry-flavored diet iced tea. And it is incredible. With NutraSweet. Mmm. 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 Boy, that is good. <coughs> we have an open line in Broward, 524-WIOD, Miami. Neil, welcome back. Thank you so much. Uh, have you heard um, uh, the latest gossip concerning uh, the uh, Hank Goldberg and Joe Zagaggy war? No. Oh, my God. Um, that uh, You mean now that Joe is a big TV personality, now his uh, ego is bigger than his head? <laughs> well, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty rough. Um, the, uh, the day of the fight coverage, that Tyson fight coverage, yeah. Hank was out in uh, Las Vegas. As usual. And uh, Joe was here in Miami, and uh, Hank had finished the show, signed off, turned it over to Zagaki. Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, they go to a spot, and then they come back and introduce Hank again. Now, Hank gets on, on the air, and says, uh, Goldberg at night is over. Goldberg has left the building, slams down the microphone, only has his dead air for about 10 seconds. They run over to a spot. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hank is in... Vegas? Hank is in Vegas. Now, yeah. he had signed off, turned over to Zagaki. Right. Okay? Now, all of a sudden, they reintroduce Hank. Now, Hank goes on, gets on the air and says, uh, Goldberg, night is over. Goldberg has left the building. Slams down the microphone. And all they have is, like, dead air for about 10 seconds. Yeah. Now, they run over to another... They, now, they do some spot or something. Zagaki gets on and says, well, after that Bush League act, we'll continue our fight coverage. So there was a better fight uh, going on in the background than the Tyson fight. Really? Yeah. How come it's taken over two hours for me to hear about this? Well, I, I asked George if anybody had touched on no. it. I just got in. And, no, I've uh, been getting some rumblings. In fact, just before I went away, I was getting some rumblings around a building that there was a new war starting between Hank and the sports department. Oh, yeah. Well, and, of course, you know, the sports 
Huh? I think it's full-blown war now. Boy, just amazing. Wow. See, I'd be, you know, as much as I love the Dolphins and as much as I would love to do the uh, uh, Marlin games and all this other stuff, th I know this sounds dramatic, and I hope Disney is back in his office in the John or somewhere because I just saw him in there with it all dressed up with no place to go. But this station would be better off to dump all the sports, including all these endless hours of nonsensical sports talk where they keep talking about the same nose-picking crap over and over again, and just be a real radio station. I'm telling you, the sports department here is like, the, like an anchor on the Queen Mary. And I've said that since the day I came here. It's like they believe that they run this entire radio station. Well, I agree with you. I, prefer, I much prefer to have personalities like you or Rick and Suds. I mean, let, let's now look. I talk probably too much about sports. Okay, and a little bit is okay. But but I was thinking even this weekend driving around. It is such narrow focus, and it's so boring to hear the same crap over and over and over again. And people calling in about the draft and guys who haven't been born yet and cities that haven't been on the map yet. I mean, how yeah, many overkill. people are really interested in that? Yeah. Overkill. You I mean, bet. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's nice to talk about it once in a while. And right, and, but but as know, part of a mix, not as not like it's some kind of a neurosis. Exactly. Well, Neil, I'm glad to have you back. I love you. I've missed you so much. Thanks a lot. Okay. See ya. Bye. Okay. Twelve twenty-one at W. I know that people are going to get upset about that, but I'm not looking to start. A, you don't have to start a war with the sports department. All you got to do is be here. That's all you have to do, and you already have a war because they, man, they they run the place. And the people, the powers that be, can deny that all they want, and they can, uh, I'm telling you, the sports here comes first. Even the news comes second. The sports runs this radio station. And Roger was showing me this morning, there was some article in the Herald, which I only, he didn't even show, he was reading from it, and they were speculating on which stations are going to get the broadcast rights to the Marlin games. And they said the natural one would be WIOD, but maybe because we pay all this money for the rights to the Dolphins, maybe we don't have the bucks for it. Well, you know, when you're dealing with Cox Broadcasting and say we don't have the bucks for it, that's the most ridiculous thing in the world. The question is, would we make money on it, obviously? And Disney was quoted in there saying, you know, if it's, if it's not a good business deal, we wouldn't be even uh, look at it, you know. So I don't know what the deal is. So I have mixed feelings about that. On the one hand, I'd like, from a selfish standpoint, for us to have the games, because maybe I'd be involved, or even if I didn't, it would still be exciting to have them. And on the other hand, it would just seem to me to just be the final nail in the coffin, to just overwhelm this place and make it like sports uh, neurosis 24 hours a day. I mean, you turn on the weekend, and if it, if it isn't Meg Green talking to 90-year-old ladies about rolling over in the ground with their CDs, it's sports, morning, noon, and night. Even the garden guy is a breath of fresh air, okay? And he's talking about what kind of plants are we going to put in the ground at the stadium. We're obsessed. We're, we're sick with it. 1223 at WIOD, we have an open line in Dade, 751 war. So we got a little war going here, huh, between Hank and the sports department. Also, I understand that there's a little uh, little uh, bad blood about guests, too. Because Hank, Hank's had, I will say this, even though he does a lot of these butt-kissing shows with the politicians, he had a great show with Marino one night. And I'm trying to remember some of the other sports people. He really does a good job when he gets sports people on. When he gets these politics, these boring, I, you know, he'll learn his lesson, I hope, these boring politicians on and just kisses and kid like Sheriff Nick and Abe Hirschfeld and Mayor Suar Suarez. Oh, man, give me a break. But when he's got a guy like Marino on there or some of these other uh, big names, it's, it's great. And the sports department, I guess, resents that because they're supposed to have the only jock straps in the building. Boca, 
Neil. Yes, sir. <laughs> First, I got to ask, is George answering the phone? Uh, last time I checked. Because <laughs> when I called, all I got out was, I, yeah, well, I talked to Neil about putting my head in a microwave, and he says, where are you calling from? <laughs> yeah, he don't care. He's, well, he's into lunch right now. He's he busy. Give a damn. <laughs> he's into lunch, and he's also planning his uh, trip in Chicago. Well, but it made my day. Well, that's what I was going to call. I don't want to get sports intensive. Because he knows that his wife isn't going to be allowed to go on a trip, and he's just wondering what kind of interesting weekend he might have there. Uh, there you go. There you go. He can't beat Chicago. Mm. But, oh, when I opened up the paper today, I almost died. About? Which fell asleep, up 6 to 1. Oh, you mean, uh -huh. well, what paper did you see that in? It was in, uh, what is this, book?